Hello. Hello, and welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. You're probably thinking, hang on a minute, we've had our weekly podcast, so what's this one doing here? And I'll tell you what it is doing here. We're doing a, a little trial. Um, I'm Liz, by the way, and I'm, I'm just on my own today, not without without Brian. We're doing a little trial. We're, call, we're calling this set of podcasts Backstage Family. And what we're going to do is take you backstage <laughs> and share with you some of the things that are going on in our lives that we are going through with a family that hopefully you can relate to. If you've got kids of your own, teenagers, whatever, if you are doing businesses or doing a big change in your life, or hopefully you'll be able to relate to it because that's what's happening in our life. And we just thought it would be really nice to share that with you. So we're going to, it's like, what's the word? Pilot it, is it? You know, you just put something out and see what the response is and see how it goes. And the only way I'm going to know that is if you let me know if you like it. So you've got to be really, really um, generous and email me um, and say whether you like this or not, because it's something that I'm really keen to do. Um, But I want, at the end of the day, my goal is to please you. So I just want to know if this is beneficial to you. So my email is liz at itsadrama.com. So email me after you've listened to a couple of them or the first one would be great and let me know what you think. So the first interview of Backstage Family interview, it's not an interview, but we're going to meet Tessa and Tessa has never been on the podcast before. She's my 17 year old daughter and she's quite private and she very kindly agreed to come on and talk to me today about being 17. Um, So many times, you know, it's like when you're there and it's like when you go somewhere and you see the most beautiful view and you think, why do I never have my phone on me when, you know, you you never have your phone at that time when you see the perfect picture that you want to take. And that's what I've been feeling like talking to Tess this last, well, 18 months, two years since lockdown, really, since lockdown, the first lockdown, 2021. So what, what are we now? 18 months past that, whatever. Yeah. And every time I talk to her, I think, oh, I wish I'd recorded that conversation. <laughs> it just constantly goes through my head, you know. And so I thought it would be really nice because I know a lot of you have got teenagers and I thought it would be really nice just to get her on here and talk about being 17. So you're just about to hear a conversation that I had with her. I convinced her to come and sit down. I made her tea and got ginger nut biscuits and said, look, you know, it'll be really nice and got her to talk to me. And she really opens up about what it's like to be 17, the anxiety that comes with being 17, the social media, the, 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 the basically life, how, how, how 17 year olds are getting through life in 2021. And I'm so proud of her. I know I'm my mum and I'm going to say that, but I think you'll see when you listen to this chat, just how vulnerable she is. If you could have seen her, she was, she had her little hands and she was almost shaking. Like, you know, she's, she's wringing her hands quite a lot. And I was so proud of her for sharing what she shared. I think you're really going to love it. Even if you haven't got kids, it's just, we think back to when we were 17 and we tend to say, oh, well, you know, when I was 17 and then it's not until you speak to a 17 year old, like I'm about to speak to Tess, that you think, well, 
Anyway, I'm rambling. So welcome to Backstage Family. I really hope you enjoy it. Um, Email me and let me know what you think and if you'd like to hear more. And next week we're going to have Sunny. Sunny's on, on, um, on the show. We've already done that interview. That's another great interview. But I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed talking to her. So here, without further ado, is Tess. Hello. <laughs> right, you ready then? Yeah. I do feel nervous. And just it was, start. I know. That's because yeah. I've never been on here before. Yeah. So tell us just who you are and where you come from. <laughs> just introduce yourself. Um, I'm Tessa. I'm the daughter of Liz and Brian and sister of Sonny. Um, I'm 17. Uh, I am, I'm homeschooled, but I do online work with my online teachers. Um, I love everything creative. I love musical theater, acting, films, all of that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm just a 17 year old, I suppose. That's why I just wanted to talk to you because there's lots of things although you can remember I can remember being 17 you know and mm. but there are lots of things that I see in you that I just there's, there's questions that I have for you and just sometimes I I, I feel like I understand you completely mm. but sometimes I don't feel like I understand you like I'm not quite on that level yeah um which I suppose is natural isn't it because yeah otherwise it's, it's a very common thing I think yeah but um this is one way to get I know. Answers out of your teenage daughter. (laughs) You're coming on the podcast. (laughs) I'll ask away. (laughs) First of all, let's just go back to your, just, can you just clarify, because a lot of people are interested in that. You were homeschooled. You've been homeschooled since you were seven, six and a half, seven. Yeah. Yeah. So you just said I'm homeschooled, but I do online work. So how does that work? Can you just tell us about that? Well, the reason I sort of confirmed that is usually homeschooling is often associated with the way I used to do homeschooling. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd sit at the you sit at the table. It was very very free. You know, you were my teacher. You you worked from books and um, going outside and all that kind of stuff. But now. I do the same curriculum that schools do. I do NCEA, I do exams, um, but it's all on my computer, Hmm. which is sort of the way of the future, I suppose. But you just, you're not surrounded by kids or teenagers. Um, You're at home. So I enjoy that. I do enjoy that. Um, So yeah, I think it's just... On a computer. That's yeah, the they just send you lessons, you do them, and if yeah. you get stuck, you can... You can call up your teacher who's in a, Such a good office idea. in Wellington. Such a good idea, it I is. think. Yeah, it is. If you don't want, if you're not really interested in the school system, because mm. I know a lot of people who love school, you mm. know, they 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 depend on it, um, mm. but I am i don't believe, I don't agree with the school system. Mm. necessarily and I know just because I'm on a computer doesn't mean it's not the school system but I can sort of do it in my own time I can motivate myself and I think that's the biggest lesson you take away from it is that self-motivation to sit down and do your schoolwork do you find it hard to be motivated yes <laughs> at the moment are you honestly the younger you are I think the easier it is because mm. it's just like you haven't got so many thoughts going on in your head um, 
but now that I'm a little bit older, there's stuff I want to go. I want to go see your mates, you know. Um, see but, what your mates? Yeah, go yeah. see your mates. Go yeah. for yeah. Go but for oh, a run. so just to clarify, we're in lockdown at the moment in New Zealand. Oh yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> we should maybe mention that. Yeah, I mean, motivation in lockdown um, is actually even harder mm. because it's like you you get so lazy, like you know. You know there's nothing else that you can be doing, but you still don't want to do it anyway because mm. you'd rather just sit down and sit on your bed. So There's loads of things I just want to jump into, but first I just want to stick on that motivation thing. I just want to go back to that because I don't know if when I was – well, I don't know. I'm not going to – I, I want to know how – when you're 17, and like you say, you have got so much thing, so many things going on, and we're going to talk about a bunch of those things in a minute because I've got a bunch of like random questions to ask you. But how do you mo- when you haven't got a teacher there or other friends going, okay, we've got to get this done by the end of class or whatever? How do you motivate yourself to do stuff? Um, I don't really have a specific thing that motivates me. I sort of just think. I've always been one to sort of get it all done and then go and enjoy yourself, you know. Um, And I know that there are a lot of things I'd like to do in the holidays and being motivated just went past. Um, And I don't know. I just think if you get it done now, then you'll have more time. But recently, I've sort of been trying to do both at the Mm. same time, have that good time and do schoolwork. Mm. And it's sort of difficult because it's slower but I I don't think I can control that you know it's harder to control that urge to go outside when obviously when you're not in lockdown mm. but now that you are you sort of don't have a, an excuse <laughs> do you know what I think what stands out to me when you say that which to be honest is quite worrying is when you say get the stuff that I don't want to do out the way so then I can go and do the stuff that I do want to do which implies that you don't particularly like doing your schoolwork. Oh, no, I don't like schoolwork So why all. are you doing it? Um, because just to be clear, we have, we, we've said, haven't we, you know, you could, I mean, you're a very intelligent girl. You've got your level two. And just to put things into perspective with Tess, because remember, no one knows anything about you. Yeah. You're aiming to get your university entrance. I'm hoping to go down to Wellington and yeah. study. Um. But you're not 100% sure, but you're just getting that just in case, aren't you? I mean, yeah, I'm not really sure about anything Aww. on that side of Aww. things. You know, it's it's harder. It's hard because a lot of the people I know, either they've already done it or they have this massive plan that I swear to God, they just sit down and they've gone through it and ticked every single box. And it's like, I'm doing this. I think they've even got their flights booked, you know, but what do you mean? Like they've got a plan of how to get to college yeah, and I mean, how to, what they're going to do after that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. just planned out and it's just, I don't even know what I'm having for dinner, you know, <laughs> but I think it's harder, um, why I'm doing schoolwork. Um, I think as a homeschooler, I've always had that thought, I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the main reason I do it. I don't just do it because everyone else is doing it. But it's a comfort, comforting thought that you are sort of going through that same process that everyone else your age is going through. Yeah. That is a very comforting thought because um, it's all about relating. Um, I know that I don't really have anything else immediately lined up if I did drop out. Yeah. But... I just think it would be ease on my mind just yeah. to know that I've done it 
because then I'm not thinking, oh, what if I had had done it? I could have done this and that, you know. Mm. But I don't enjoy it. I really don't. <laughs> no. So do you just not enjoy the workload? Because the pieces that you're you're a fabulous writer and you're doing a lot of written. You're doing like a, your English. You're doing classical, and you're doing what's the other thing you're doing? Um, I do English studies classical studies I do radio and broadcasting course um I do I do I do music yeah um I was doing art but I, d- I didn't that didn't stick for long <laughs> got um, a bit frustrated with yeah, that didn't I didn't you? really want to draw a flower pot um yeah I mean I think so what is it you don't like about it that's what I'm going to say because when I see you writing you're like you're in the flow and you love it so what is it you don't like about it what is it because there's a restriction it's just like you you have a certain amount of words that you're supposed to write and a certain amount of paragraphs that look normal. Um, and I just, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't like push squeezing myself into that little box yeah. just to try and get an excellence because my idea of an excellence is someone's raw creative work, you know, unmarked, un corrected I just think that's really special um, and hard and vulnerable for people to put out there as their own work this is sort of going on to off track but no no it's good it's good yeah I mean uh, I don't know I just it's interesting to watch you as someone as your mum as someone I know is very you like to do you like to do things you're very creative and you like to you 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 your opinions don't often line up with everyone else's. You're not the sort of girl that is like, oh yeah, I agree with everything that everyone's saying on social media. Mm. You've always got an opinion about <laughs> something that you're not, you know, you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe that's why you're struggling because you're doing a conventional yeah. education like now, you know. Yeah. I remember when I was in the green school. Um, I so would... just to clarify, let's just let's get some backstory on that. The Green School is a school that opened just down the road from us in Tadanaki. And it's basically, it's, what? how would you describe it? It's an alternative it? way of learning. Yes. Um, that is their goal. Um, yeah. And it's very new. It's a very yeah. new thing. And I was quite ahead uh, in my schoolwork to start the very beginning there. Because, yeah. uh, you know, these kids are starting at five years old. So it's a private school and Tess got access to it because Brian, she got free access because Brian, my husband, uh, you know, obviously you know who Brian is, is, was did the project management there. So Tess got free access. So basically it was a fantastic opportunity for her to come out of homeschooling and go into green school. But mm-hmm. you stayed there a year and yeah. didn't work out, did it? Um, no. And I think the one part that I liked about it is because I was on a completely different level than what they what their opinions were I had different opinions and about was, what uh, oh just about the whole school about school <laughs> yeah about about school and and learning and I remember having a debate with one of the kids in the, well he was he was my age and how old were you when you were there oh I was about I was 15 15 yeah and I was just having a debate and I love that I really love that you know that that face-to-face talking that was great. Um, and I think that's the thing that I sort of miss as a homeschooler is that f- raw face to face on the spot interaction. Cause it's like, I love that. That really excites mm. me. It's just, I think I've b- sort of become more of an extrovert over the past few months. Um, I used to be quite an introvert. I just like to stay inside, but now, um, 
I'm a big extrovert. Yeah, you do. You like going out and doing lots of social yeah, things, don't you? Definitely, yeah. I love people. I like meeting new people. So just Great. tell us why you left the green school. What what was it? Um, we won't go on to it too long, but just to give everyone a picture. So you were homeschooled, you went to the green school. I left the green school because I wasn't being challenged. Right. Um, it actually sounds quite hypocritical. I missed schoolwork. Right. Because okay. we never did anything. But at the green school, yes, we never did what, um, what I thought we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, very free, you know, you sort of develop your own program, but there was no program. Right. So I left because I wasn't being challenged and that was, um, making me sad. Yeah. So yeah. I just left to finish my goals. Cause that's something that really annoys me when I don't get done what I've said I'm going to get done. Which was usually the way in that school. Mm. Um, so maybe just going back to what we were just talking about earlier is like, why are you doing school if you don't really enjoy doing school? Maybe in your head you're thinking, it's one of those goals that I've always worked yeah. towards. I'm going to tick it off and then I'm going to move on. Mm. Yeah, you, you, It's a goal you have since you're six years old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, graduate. That's yeah. It. And it's easy for an adult to go, just, you know, just do it. Start yeah. your own business, you know, just do whatever. But yeah, if, if you've been working towards that, like you say, since you were six years old, it's, mm. it's yeah. a big thing, isn't it? No. Yeah. I don't, I just don't, I don't want to drop that. No. You know, I want to have a reason. And the reason that I have just because I don't like it, it's not strong enough because mm. that's not good enough for me. You know, I, I, I'm just going to get it done. Do you ever panic about... Um, people who have got everything lined up, they know they're going to this college, they know they've, where they're going to be living, they know what job they're going to do when they come out. Do you panic, panic about you that? No, I panic. I know I do. Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to pretend I didn't know the answer. <laughs> yes, that is, I do panic about that. Um, I'm not going to lie. When you hear it, it's like, oh, yay, that's great. You know, you, you've, you've done this and you've done that. And it's really great. But you can't help but compare yourself to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's scary, really is, because you're expected to know everything that you want to do by the time you're 18. Yeah, um, I that don't is, get that. I really don't get it. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to be a doctor yeah. or a psychiatrist or something like that, which is a very um, difficult profession to get into that you need to study for, then yes, I can understand how you have it planned out. But for someone in the sort of the creative industry who would like to go into that industry, let's say, it's difficult to know what path to take because there is no path to take. No, Everyone has a different experience on it. So when these people who are in the industry sort of say, oh, I've, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, it's just like, why can't that be me? You know, When you what say the I industry, what industry is it you want to get into? The industry... Um, because you haven't told us what you want to really. What 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 what's your hope? What, what where would you like to see yourself? At the moment, in I just five years. So, what would you be doing? I just love to be um, on stage mm-hmm. doing um, theatre work, whether that be directing, studying, performing, um, anything like that. I just I'd love to do that, but it's it's hard to get into the good stuff, you know, the real stuff. Um, I think. So, but you've got to do the crappy stuff first to get oh, there. Oh yeah, you? you know it's just <laughs> yeah. that's just part of it. I yeah, think. I'd love to do the, that sort of stuff, you know. Um, but I don't know. Still, you know you're going to do it, but you just wish you could do it faster. Mm. When these people are saying I'm doing it, you're like, oh, 
you're going to meet these people before I do and they're going to like you yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You're just scared of missing out maybe. Yeah, I'm just scared of falling behind mm. a little bit. Um, but that's just all in your head. You know? mm. It's just you can choose to believe that or just realise what you are doing. Is that something that you don't often realise? It's like, what are you actually doing right now? Yeah. You know? I know, because if someone looked at you from the outside, you know, and saw, yeah. you know, you, you've just been in a play. This is what we were talking about the other night. We were, you know, we, I'm not going to say what we were talking about, but we were sitting on your bed, weren't we? And you were all upset about something or other. And you said, oh, you know, every, basically they're doing okay and I'm not. And, and we were saying about how from the outside you look at other people and you 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 see them like someone would look at you for instance and think oh you know she's got it together she's motivated she works from home she's yeah. in a show because Tessa's just got a part in another show that she's going to be in in November called um All Together Now isn't it yeah do you think part of that is social media that you see people oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been drilled into our minds that you have to be happy like hashtag happy you know mm. I'm making it in life um I've got this boyfriend he loves me we've never had an argument in mm. our life the last time I cried was god knows when but it's just like it's not like that no it's really not people in my opinion I think people post things to make other people feel bad deep down I think that's what it is when someone posts a selfie or this big post about their life it's not wrong to do that, but people always, no matter what you say, they compare themselves. Mm. It's a natural thing of, of human nature. Mm. Um, and I think that is the main instigator for the comparison in your head that you constantly compare yourself to others mm. in a negative way. It's not always positive, you know. So I think that is the fault um, in the system of social media mm. it's the constant comparison it can ruin people you know and they have this outlook of you like you're just this person who has 5,000 followers and mm. this beautiful little layout on their Instagram profile and I don't know it becomes your personality what for you what, how what your Instagram your account yeah yeah it yeah. becomes your profile and so it, it is quite scary when, you know, you post something and then someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, how is this? Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> mm. you, you know, you were, you were watching that. You sort of tend to think no one will see it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just a random bot, but. What social media do you use? Um, I, I use Snapchat a lot, mm. which is direct messaging, um, through pictures, videos, and a message, um, Instagram. Which is the toxic one for me. Really? Would you say Instagram is the toxic one? I think for girls. Yeah. Um, boys as well. But the girls, the girls I know, well, the, the girls I know, Instagram has ruined them. Really? Yeah. You, you know, you've got the Kardashians who mm. have, um, you know, billions of dollars that they spend on themselves and you just you see your friends who have liked the posts and you know they've been zooming in screenshotting comparing you know I don't know it's it's scary um it is scary it is because it's just like can't you see what this person is trying mm. to do it's like look at me 
I'm on an island in Hawaii and you're not. <laughs> mm. And even though you know that, do you still? You still look. Yeah. And do you still, yeah. when you look, do you, does that thought flash through your head? Like, I'm not, you know, like, oh, I'm not as pretty as her or I'm not as whatever, mm. I'm thin as her or whatever, you know? You instantly compare, mm. you know? It's like she's got bones showing on her chest or she's got a thigh gap or her eyebrows are perfectly plucked mm. or look at the all the salad she's eating. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's not a new thing as in, that's been going on for decades hasn't it like you know about yeah. people twiggy you know like mama will tell you about that when in the 60s the model twiggy she was so thin and everyone yeah. aspired but the difference was is you didn't have it in your face but in saying that why don't you just turn it why don't you just come out why don't you just get off it and you have done this before haven't yeah you? yeah um I think the thing that I've done I was saying this at the dinner table last night um you can choose what you want to see right um you can you, you know what you're going to get the moment you follow that person, you know. Um, so I've sort of chosen to see the things that I know are only going to be beneficial for me because yeah. I went through a stage where it was like, oh, I'm following all these people, these girls, these models, um, and I'm going to try and look like them. You know, yeah. It's just impossible and it's it's not fair on yourself to constantly have that on you, that yeah. pressure and that I don't know um yeah you've just described it perfectly that's that is it's just it's so much pressure on these kids you know this is the only way you're going to get noticed you have to be pretty you know you have to be thin you have to be tanned blonde or brunette whatever's trending um and everyone sort of just becomes the same and they don't have opinions on anything so what you've done is just hold that thought a minute. You have just gone uh, and you, you've put into Instagram and decided like there are certain people that you will follow. That yeah. Will... I mean, there are certain people I follow. Like I'm not perfect. No. Like no, I'm not no this is. person that, you know, I don't, there are, there are mistakes that I make and stuff. Um, but I don't use Instagram a lot because I honestly, I just find it quite boring. I only use it because surprisingly a lot of the groups that I'm in um my classes they're through Instagram mm. um so that is the only downfall same with Facebook um honestly I'd say the worst is TikTok right definitely mm. because you can't choose what you want to see on that you mm. get sort of um customized sort of videos for you but still you see it you scroll down and it's in your face Mm. It's like you can't stop. Just endless scrolling. Isn't there a thing on TikTok that you can put in? Don't want to see this content anymore. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Oh right, so yeah. you can choose what you. Yeah, but it's scary the loop that you fall into. This is like I like this. I do like this, you mm. know. But but it's not healthy for you. Mm. I don't know. It's so. Mm. You know, the other day that I'm I, I spend a lot of time on YouTube because you know we put our stuff on YouTube. And there's this one person that keeps coming up being recommended to me on YouTube and um, they're in a similar um, genre as we are and they're doing far better numbers than we are and they're doing lots of big massive content and it's just like all this travel content and stuff. And I was getting to the point where every time I saw it, my heart would sink because it would just be mm. like, why aren't we getting that many views? Why aren't we getting that many followers? So I totally understand what you mean. And then 
uh, on the side, you can just put this thing that says, do not, do not show this channel to me anymore. Mm. And I clicked it and honest to God, it was like a light bulb. It was just, every time I went on, I never saw it anymore. And it was a whole different experience, Mm. you know, just that knowing that that wasn't going to be shown to me. It was like closing a door and saying, you're not allowed in here anymore. Mm. You know, you're not welcome at this party sort of thing. Yeah. I'm not, I know that wasn't that person's fault because it's obviously, you know, my hangups, but it's just. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has to have that option. Does it? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you couldn't choose what you saw, no one would want to use it. No, true. Um, Yeah, true. But people always want to see more, not less. Mm. They always want to follow more people. So they choose not to unfollow the people that are making them miserable. They just follow other people and stack mm. stack it all up. But you can just unfollow someone. It's super mm. easy. Mm. And you'll never see them again. It was interesting what we were talking about at breakfast this morning, wasn't it? Because Sonny um, got out his phone and showed us someone on TikTok, this guy that is a brilliant singer. And he's just like mm. a real normal looking guy, just, you know, that he's doing these videos, singing in his back garden, in his bedroom, whatever. And both you and Sonny like him. And we were saying about what it is, what is it that you like about him? And you said, because he's just a normal, you know, he's not posing. It's just real. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's a nice change. You know, people do so many things nowadays to get noticed. Um, they call themselves these labels. They say that and this and that. But he was just singing in his garden. And <laughs> sometimes that's all you want to see. It's just yeah. a nice break. Um, but if that's all you saw, then you'd get bored. So it's, it's weird. It's, you can't really win with it because it's constantly changing. It's like water. It's just moving all the time and it's hard to keep up with it. So as a viewer, it's easy because you just move with it. Mm. But as a creator, I suppose it would be harder because you never know when you're going to go out of fashion. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's been it's been nice to just sort of over the lockdown connect with yourself and mm. not just think, but just, I don't know. Do you ever think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not as much as I used to. Sort of controlled it and I can recognise when I'm doing it. What did you do to do that? How did you recognise? Because you, so first of all, tell me what when you, what is an over what what would you overthink about? Because you were we used to call you a little worry wart because <laughs> yeah. you would just you would just overthink things. What were you overthinking? Um, I would overthink actions that I've choose, chosen to take. Um, things that I've said to people, how that has affected them, how has it affected me, the whole overall relationship. It's just like that. Yeah, digging deeper and deeper and deeper, dissecting yourself in your mind and every little thing that you've done and often a memory isn't an accurate thing representation of what it was yeah it's a memory of a memory you know and it's just like you twist it up and you choose what you want to remember and often that's negative Mm. you know it's like you weren't good enough why did you say that and half the time they don't even recognize what you said the other person but you overthink and you overthink and you overthink and often that is called anxiety nowadays which I don't like to believe. I don't like to believe that I would have anxiety because that is labeling yourself. And we all know Tessa hates labels. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think an overthinker is someone extremely judgmental of themselves um, and sort of paranoid that they don't want to upset anyone. Mm. Not a people pleaser, but just they just want to make sure they've done everything right. Um, 
They want to understand the situation, situations you can't always understand. Mm. You want to know so everything. how did you, how have you come in the last, because I've noticed a, a big difference in you in the last 18 months since last lockdown, really. Mm. You know, you had a bit of a, um, a you were well, not a bit of, you had a tough time in lockdown in 2021, as, as everyone, as lots and millions of other people did. But it's like you've come a long way since then. And so how do you recognize as a 17 year old, how do you recognize when you're going down that path of overthinking and like you say, getting yourself into a state of feeling anxious or you know panicky or whatever it is that feeling is that you've totally overthink how do you stop that um do you have any practices in place that you do or practices I sort of um observe the room sort of um because when I was in lockdown I would get sad and I would overthink and I was the only one that was doing it in in the house um, that was doing it dangerously, let's say. Um, and you'd overthink and you'd overthink. And I think when I came out, I sort of started to realize that everyone was doing it as well and how miserable everyone was. And it's not nice to see. It's really not nice to see people sad and judging themselves and judging others. Um, so I think I sort of just wanted to stop that for myself and others. And I just realized that it's, you're not going anywhere with it. And there's a time that you just need to stop. You don't want to be like this forever. I sort of thought, where do I see myself in five years? And do I still want to be doing this? And it was, no, I don't want to still be like this. So I just thought, no, no, I'm just going to stop. And Obviously, it was a lot harder than that. Um, I'm just saying it very briefly, but I just didn't want to be the same as the other people who were overthinking mm. because it's sad for them and it's sad for me. I don't think it's fair to do that to yourself when you've done nothing wrong, mm. you know. Um, so I think um, it's it's just being strong and noticing how the next five minutes are going to go for yourself. Mm. Are you just going to sit here thinking or are you just going to make a cup of tea and just yeah. forget about it? Put it in a box for later, you know? I love that. I absolutely love it. And I, I love, I love, and I'm really proud of you for sharing that, you know, <laughs> because I know that's not, that's, I knew that because we've talked about it before, but I didn't know if you were going to be able to put it into words, but you've just described it absolutely perfectly. And it's something to remember, not just when you're 17 and a teenager. Mm, it's a life lesson. Yeah, because it is. It's when you get, and you're exactly like you just said, you're on your own and you're all walled up in your own mm. pity and self-thoughts and all the rest of it. And you come out and see everyone else like it and you realize how actually common destructive it is, it is as yeah. well. Yeah, and common. And you're like, do you know what? Do I want, really want, it's like watching, a, I don't know, it's like watching a film of yourself acting in a certain way and thinking, I don't want to act like that anymore, isn't it? Yeah, it's just... I mean, it sort of feels selfish because you know there are people who need it more, who need help more than you do, you mm -hmm. know? And if you can help yourself, if you have the slightest bit of hope that you can help yourself, hold on to that, you know, mm. and do it. Because you don't want to get to that point where you're completely out of control, mm. you know? I know, because it can go downhill bloody quickly, can't oh, yeah. it? Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I'm lost. I, I, you're not even yourself anymore. Mm. 
you've been locked in this room and this body is just moving around. Um, mm. And I could sort of still see myself and what I was doing. And it's just like, stop. Mm. <laughs> it's just, no, bear it. Save it, save it for another person mm. because it's not, it's not going to happen today. Mm. Just be brave, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> eat a biscuit. Yeah, let's have a biscuit. Let <laughs> me know. Half time. <laughs> there is so much I want to talk to you about. We're eating. We're we're having. By, by the way, we're having peppermint tea and ginger nuts. I better not. I <laughs> <laughs> was going to sound so loud. Bit of ASMR for you mm. listeners. <laughs> Just to wind Brian up. <laughs> Tap the microphone. Up. He'll cut it out. It's just um it, it it's lovely being able to listen to you, you know, mm. and hear your thoughts. And I'm just and like I said at the beginning of the intro, the reason we're doing this is because there's millions of people out there, not millions of people that listen to my podcast, but people out there with teenagers or even teenagers themselves, or even, you know, their kids aren't teenagers yet. And then it's good to see what's, oh, just what, 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 what all those 17 year olds are battling with out there, like, you know? Yeah. Just um, good and bad. It's, that's the other thing, isn't it? It's not all bad and doom and gloom. And can I just touch back on the labels thing? Because, I mean, this is a massive subject, but we've always, you know, we've always said, oh, I can't remember the name of the guy that Sonny listens to. Was it, is he called Prince? Prince, you. Yeah. And he said, you know, when you give yourself a label, it's almost like that's it. You, you are that label and you carry on with that label. Like, yeah. you know, I am a depressed person. Not- it becomes a personality trait. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than depression is something that's with me at the moment, but it won't always be with me. Like, you know, this is just passing through and, you know, I'm going to mm. get it treated or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's the danger with the the label thing, isn't it? It's just, you know, like you said, I used to be an introvert and now I'm an extrovert. But if someone had told you, Tessa, you are an introvert, you might have always carried that with you. No one ever said that to you, yeah. you know, that you, and you might have gone into life thinking, I'm an introvert. I've read this really interesting thing that just said, like, you know, whatever you are told when you were younger, and if you take those things on, those labels on, like, oh, you're a really shy person, or you're socially awkward, or you're this, it's just you're experiencing it at the time, aren't you? But you won't always be like that. That's not you. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? It's just just a way to um, express how you're feeling, but it's not something, like you say, that's going to be with you for life. No. It can feel like it sometimes, Mm. but it's not true it's it's not it can be if it's serious yeah you know? yeah if it's yeah but it's wasted on a common sentence in a common sentence i should say mm. you know depression is now associated with just being a little bit sad mm. i'm so depressed you know oh you're just just sad it'll pass but that is such a big word to yeah. use um when people actually do need to use it you know people just think oh Okay. Now you just need to say I'm heavily depressed, you know, and now people will listen. Mm. It's just always trying to make people listen mm. and label something that someone is kind of familiar with, you know. I just can't stand it because mm. <laughs> I know so many people that use labels and they take offense when I don't use labels. 
you know, I say something and they're like, oh, do you mean this? It's like, no, I don't mean that. Yeah. I'm just saying how I feel. And that doesn't mean I have to be, I don't know, opinionated or depressed or anxious or have, have, um, I don't know, social anxiety. Mm. It's just, just a word, you know, mm. it doesn't, I don't know. What would you say to someone who said, Tess, you've got it all together. You've got, you've got, you you know, you've, you seem to have, um, you seem to have it all together. You're doing so well. It depends who said it to me. <laughs> <laughs> because I would, I'd be flattered, but it's not real, you know, <laughs> it's not true. I don't think anyone has it all together in all honesty. Um, but I just, I don't know. No one ever really does. Mm. But you can look at people, can't you, and think? I think as long as you can recognise that, I think that's fine, you know. Recognise what? Recognise that having it all together, it's just, you don't get to that one point where it's like, right, I'm done. Yeah. That's all I need to do. Yeah. It's like, you never know. Things change all the time. You know, you're moving with with the chaos <laughs> that's around you. Um and it's it's beautiful, you know, it's fine. But doesn't mean it just all stops as soon as someone says, Oh, you've got it all together. It's like, no. <laughs> What's the one thing you're struggling with right now? Not right now, as in shall I have another biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> Temptation. Um, <laughs> one thing that I'm struggling with. Um without being too specific, I don't know how to put it into words. I would say something with myself at the moment I'm I am struggling with um motivation a lot I used to be a very motivated person um but I know that that's about to change soon so I think I'm struggling with patience and patience with myself because I'm constantly like questioning myself with everything. It's like, is, is this really what you want? Is this not what you want? Do you really want to have that? Do you really not want to have that? Mm. Is this what you want to watch tonight? Are you sure you want to watch this film? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> is that why you have a go at me sometimes when I say, let's watch this? And then I go, oh, I don't know though. Should we watch that? And you're like, we just decided. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Indecisiveness. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just trying to just keep up with everything that's going on at the moment is difficult lockdown school people relationships you know it, it's just it's so sudden or you know sometimes you can feel like it's going at 100k but it's just being patient with yourself mm. and that's why I've liked this lockdown because it's just you have to be gentle because you can easily think oh I'm so lazy this is stupid I'm gonna get fat I'm you know my house is a mess you know not doing any schoolwork it's just like that's not gonna make you move any faster mm. it's really not it's just gonna make you sit in that moment and just be sad mm. so it's like just just think just be gentle with yourself and just get you know give credit for yourself for comprehending the fact that you're stuck inside because there's a deadly virus going on outside so when you said um that i haven't got any motivation but that's about to change do you did you mean because lockdown's gonna end or um i think it's just I'm so used to everything changing all the time, I think. And I know that things are only temporary. So I don't want to think I don't ever have any motivation at all. I'm just thinking, huh, you know, a show's about to start for me. 
Um, If we do come out of lockdown, I'm going to be working again, could be driving my car, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I love that. I love, I love your, I love that lesson. And I, please, I do, do you know, I was just thinking then, I hope there's another teenager listening to this or someone's daughter or someone's son that's listening to this and thinking, oh, I feel stuck or I don't feel motivated. Mm, and me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, But what you just said about, because I would, you know, I wouldn't really know now to say that, but what you just said about it isn't, it's just temporary, you know, mm. it's not going to, it's lovely. It's, it's, it's going to, you're going to, you'll be in a different place in a, a week's time. You'll feel different yeah. than you feel now, like or a month's time, whatever. A week ago I was out working with my friends and now mm. I'm here. That's change. Yeah. It's not positive. It's not negative. It's just change. Mm. It's just what happens in life. Life would be a very boring place if everything stayed the same all the time. So just remember it is only temporary and give yourself time and just be gentle. Do you feel 17? No. (laughs) How old do you feel? (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Very old sometimes. And people are like, oh, you're only 17. <laughs> you're like 30. It's like, oh, gee, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it can be frustrating. But yes, no, I am. Um, you don't have to know all these things. No. You know, I didn't just wake up at the age of three knowing. The, well, maybe I did. Yeah, you, were, <laughs> you were always a bit old before your time test. <laughs> but the reason I asked that is because I read somewhere that 17 is a very... It's a wonderful age for a, for a teen, for a boy and a girl, you know, yes. but it's also one of the most difficult because you're in that last stages of childhood, but you're not a child. Yeah. And you're not quite into the adult stage yet. Yes. You know? Yeah. So that's why I asked. It's just like. Something I've noticed is that people want, you know, you, you have to be a child when people want you to be a child and you have to be <laughs> older when you, when they want you to be older. So it's like, it's, uh, I don't know. It's that label again. I'm 18, so now I can do this. Yeah. When we don't all just turn 18 and be mature. Mm. It's like, one little quote I've heard is, you've got a bag of popcorn, unpop popcorn, all the seeds, all the same, yet they all pop at different times in the microwave. Oh. So I think that's sort of what it is. It's just like everyone sort of grows in their own way and they pop at a different time. It sounds like a puberty talk, but it's not. No, it's, it's it's just you know everyone everyone goes through life and they learn things in different ways, and they perceive things different than other people. Um, so I think I don't think we should just be um, accepted as a mature or an immature person when we turn eighteen. I know, yeah, because it's really it's not true. It's not. You know? No. Treat it's people. just a number, isn't it? It is. It's a label. Yeah. It's another label. And, um, and the same thing when you're getting older, you know, it's like, oh, he's nearly 70 now. He won't be able to do it. And it's like, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> it's, it's rubbish. It's just a number. Yeah. People, we're not numbers. We're just different. You know, mm. we're all different people. And you know, if someone's mature mm. and you know, if someone's learning, you know, we're always learning, but mm. I just, I don't know. It's something I've come to realize. It's like I know so many eighteen-year-olds <sighs> that I would question if they were eighteen or not. To be honest, um, but like who? 
<laughs> Spill the beans, come on, let's hear it. Yeah, no. <laughs> My brother. <laughs> no, except he's 20 years old, so <laughs> that's one of them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, yeah. Well, this chat, I'm going to round it, I'm going to close it up now. It went completely different to how I thought it was going to go. Originally, my plan was just to ask you a bunch of questions and have you answer them. But actually, this has grown organically in a much lovelier way because... Like you said to me at the beginning when I said, oh, I'm really nervous, like, you know, because it, it's just weird. It just mm. feels weird to sit and chat, you know, to on a microphone. But actually yeah. it's been gorgeous. It's nice. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And because you it, you suddenly lose that, you don't lose the mother-daughter thing, obviously. No, you're you're not, you, I was just yeah. about to say that. Yeah. yeah. It's just chatting. It's just chatting, chatting yeah. But I did want to have all my questions. So I'm going to say to you on camera, no, on camera, on microphone now, will you come back and do another part with me so mm-hmm. I can ask some more questions? Okay, great. Because before, because I've got all these questions. Um, so before you go, I'll just ask you one of the questions that I was going to ask you <laughs> is what film that you've ever watched has changed the way you think or believe? Hmm. <laughs> um. When I sort of came to realise about the topic of the conversation that we were talking about earlier, is learning to realise it's just a thought mm. or something like that. I would definitely say The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is a coming-of-age movie. I think every teenager should watch it. Of course, it called The Perks. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Right. Um, <laughs> you might bawl at the end of the film like I do every time, but it's just... It's... It's... I don't know. It just speaks to me. It mm. does. Um, and just how how it feels to be 17. Is it about a 17 year old? Yeah. I'm not, I can't, I can't remember what the film is about. Yeah. It's, it just says at the end, you know, there are people who forget, who forget what it's like to be 16 turning 17. Oh. So it, it's, it's nice because it's almost like, what is it about the film? Just roughly what's, it's just about teenagers and their life. Right. And backstory and future and coming out of school and meeting new people and I don't it's it's great um it's 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 just pure there's it's just really pure and I would recommend everyone watch it um because it changed my perspective of myself um and just sort of gave myself a bit of a break when I watched it which is nice yeah. So I would I would recommend that even you know if you're a parent I I think it's great to watch because it sort of makes you understand the mind of a 17-year-old and yeah. how loopy it can be <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it also shows you how wise one can be as well. Mm. So oh. yeah, I yeah, watch Thanks. it. <laughs> All right, I'll put that in the show notes as well just the the perks of being a wallflower. Mhm. Darling, thank you so much. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're going to go and have a, a Zoom call now, aren't you? Um, yes. You're doing a drama lesson on Zoom. Drama. Woo. Yeah. So that'll yeah. be nice. But promise you'll come back and talk. I might. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, darling. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's